0: This episode is brought to you by EastOliver.com. It's Heather again tonight. She's working hard. Yes. And also, there is frost warning tonight. Cover those vegetables. Bring in those plants you have in the pots. And make sure you bundle up in a superior hoodie by EastOliverApple.com. This sweater is absolutely amazing. It's local. And again, it's comfortable. It's unisex sizing. So no matter, you can just wear it. It's Heather Navy. Heather names her product after Heather. This supposedly is a coincidence. But however, it's Heather Navy. And you got compacted yarn to minimize shrinkage. It's a 50-50 cotton polyester fleece. And it's double-lined the hood with a drawstring. Go get yours now at eastoliver.com, add it to the cart and this week's code discount code you will get 10% off that sweater if you buy it and type in lake, L-A-K-E that sweater can be yours right there in the shopping cart. Add it. Get it. Cheers. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Westerman creative boo, Lisa just actually today launched a new sticker series, and it is definitely Halloween themed. There is a potion on there, hocus pocus, or a spell book. Now you're mine. There's a tote. It says totally. That's pretty good. And then you. Also get a wand. There's a cat. There's a magic crystal, a candle. Ooh, and of course, spiders. There's spiders on it. Oh, creeping it real. Go get some. That's WestermanCreative.com, or go check out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere. If you feel in the mood, There's a broom on it, too. Let's fly. Thank you, Lisa, for your support. Hey. Hey. Hey, Logan, how you doing? All righty, you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you. I'm doing very good. This is... is Yeah, it's good. This is episode 79. We have a special guest, Annette Clement. Clement? It's actually a German last name, too. And we're just waiting. Right. We're just waiting to okay. see when she is going to join. And it should be temporarily. <laughs> Excited. It is. And there is a Frost advisory tonight. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's coming. It is. Coming. It is. Oh. And there is Annette. How are you?
1: Good, good. How are you?
0: Very, very good. Logan, Annette. Annette, Logan. Hi,
2: hey.
1: Logan.
0: Okay. And this is, again, this is episode 79, special guest tonight, Annette Clement. And help me to pronounce this correctly. I would try, but I want to make sure that I have this correctly. How do I pronounce your um, Instagram account there?
1: It's Ginogamakwe beads. Ah,
0: Ginogamakwe beads.
1: Ginogamakwe. Yes. Yes. Did I
0: get it? That's, that's beautiful. I like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a yes. wonderful name.
0: Yes. And you actually, you, you give it away too. You tell us on your profile, you, you, it says what it means.
1: Yeah. Okay. So um, uh, the name means fisherwoman and it was actually mm. my great great grandmother's name.
2: Oh, oh
0: cool. The great yeah. great How many greats? Two. <laughs> Two. Wow. Two. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah.
1: As far as I could or as far as we could tell, I think she would have been the last one that had a traditional uh in, indigenous name before um they were started giving out um uh uh, English names.
2: Mm,
0: I gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And yeah. you, you, how were you able to obtain that name? Was it passed along in your family then?
1: Well, um, <clears throat> a little while ago, my uncle. So we have been in a family process of uh, reattaining our um, status cards. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of paperwork that goes along with that kind of stuff, right? And um, right. Uh, every couple of years or sometimes uh quickly but sometimes far far apart the uh the um, bills change and the laws change um so a couple like years ago when my uh my mom and her brothers and her sister were trying to get their status back um, hmm. uh there was paperwork and you had to go back to our um uh, reserve where where we're from mm. and, and you had to get um letters and like uh, you had to find people who uh, knew like some of my uh gra- like uh, great grandparents yeah. like that so oh, they'd wow. gone back, yeah, so they had gone back to um the diocese here in town and they got some of the records that they could find which were um, the the baptismal forms.
0: Oh okay,
1: because back then, like like on the reserve, right? There wasn't a lot of paperwork, you know. Back then, Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, so a lot of times, the only way you can really track some of the ancestry is through these baptism forms.
0: Oh, that's crazy! Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then, my uncle managed to find like quite a bit of them, and then when when we were doing my application just recently. Mm -hmm. um, That's when we were going through all the paperwork. And when I saw hers and I, and I noticed that she had a full in indigenous name, it super like struck me. And I, and I just felt connected to it right away. And then, but that was months before the beating came into place. And then when I started beating and I was like, well, I'm going to have to kind of call this something. And Mm, right and that's when i thought about her again and i was like i would really like to use this name and um you know re- remember my my ancestry and remember my family um in a very uh tra- traditional way mm-hmm. so that everything i i make you know kind of comes from something it feels like oh wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, and the and I thought it was funny because the fisherwoman part, fishing is a big part of my life and like my my family's life. So I thought that was super cool because I was like, "Those are my people. They're fishermen, and you know, it's something that um, we we love to do as a family." So mm. that so so that also struck um, a little bit with with me that um, you know maybe it's not just something that I like to do. Like maybe it's you know deep inside me kind of thing, right?
3: Right, ingrained in you almost. Eh?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So I I got
1: my husband that got very lucky because he could have married someone who didn't like fishing at all. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It does happen. It does happen. It does happen.
2: Yeah. Does wow. happen. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Can I ask you, Annette? How how many? Like, what's the year? How far is that back? Do you know? Like when you had that document in your hand? Is that okay oh. to ask?
1: Yeah, you can. You know what though? I don't even remember. I guess if you're looking at, like too, too great. So my, so my grandmother alone would have been born in like the, I think she was born in the thirties. So you're yeah. looking at, yeah, the 1800s for sure.
0: Wow. Wow. yeah, Long time.
1: Oh. And then me and my uncle were, we were just talking actually yesterday. And I was telling him that uh, I had a plan to go back to the diocese here in town and try to do a little bit more research and see and see what else I could mm-hmm. come up with. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I've always been interested in, like, that kind of family line. But like I said, paperwork's yeah. hard to come by, right? Like, it's hard to, to, like, you know, people are always doing, like, those Ancestry.ca things now. Yeah. But you can yeah. only go so, so far because, like I said, there's not a whole lot of paperwork sometimes, right? Past a certain amount of time.
0: Yeah. It's crazy, too. I looked into that with my parents. I just sat down with my parents once and I said, hey, who was like, let's write down some names here. Who was like the dad of your dad? And then it was really hard to get that information. It's almost like it disappears even for like my family. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: for sure. Yeah. 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 And then my 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 parents actually did that uh, ancestry thing. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think my dad was kind of hoping that uh, he was saying that there was some sort of, rumor in the family that maybe he had a grandparent that had, you know, been um, a Cherokee from, from, from the States. Right. But when he got his results, he was 100% European. <laughs>
3: oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: And my mom had, yeah. had tons of mixed stuff, right? Like um, she had, you know, the Asian and uh, the, the, like, it, it they they just said it was like native uh american and then um she had some hung hungarian and mongolian so it's mm. a lot of mix but it, it was super cool to see though
0: yeah it's fascinating right
1: mhm mm-hmm. wow
0: yeah. when you see where everything comes together unbelievable
1: yeah yeah okay yeah
0: I like when you told the story with the um, the name on the meaning and then the fisherman woman and then you were into it this too. I just like got goosebumps. Yeah. It's, just oh, like <laughs> such, it's, it's like a well, deep story. I, wow. Sure.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's a big thing too with our culture is that a lot of it, and maybe with lots of stuff, right? It's just It's just meant to be, right? It was meant to be like the timing just kind of fell into place, right? Like the whole, you know, if I hadn't been trying to get – you know my status card, then I would never would have gone through the paper. I never would have saw the name. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And then you know, yeah. with the beating, like like the beating was a thing on its own. Like that was just something that I was trying to pick up, just to do something more culturally, and just to you know bring myself a little bit closer to like my my ancestors and to, you know, some other family members that we had lost um, within the last couple of years that you know used to do beating as as well so it was just something and then it just kind of came together right and it just it was just meant to be. it was just meant to be
0: yes it sounds gotcha. like it it sounds like it yeah so let's let's talk about the beating then is this okay, is this very yeah. tra- is very is it very traditional is this like an uh, art expression form that is like deeply rooted
1: um uh I would say yes, but beating is very traditional in very many different cultures. Like it's not just mm. an indigenous thing. Like you can like, there's, you know, um, like all over the world, all over the world, okay. different cultures beat Right. So, um, and the indigenous, so there's like different styles, right? So an indigenous style of beading is what I've come to know so far is like, um, lots of fringe, very color stuff like we have our traditional colors right the um the white, the yellow, the red, and the black okay and, and then,
0: that, it, what does that stand for
1: oh oh man, I can't there's <laughs> tons and tons of stuff, so the four traditional colors um stand with actually um our four uh directions,
3: yes, all right.
1: Yeah, so you have, you know, the east. So yellow is in the east. And then the Mm -hmm. next one is the south, and you have red in the south. Um, And then black is in the west, and white is in the north. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then amongst, you know, in all those sections, there's everything. There's, like, lots of other things, too, right? Like, it's not just – there's like, it goes deep, and it goes deep. Like, there's – everything is somewhat connected – to the four, to the four directions. Okay, gotcha. Mm. It's fascinating. So, yeah, it's mm. like super hard to like describe because there's not one simple explanation, right? Everything, gotcha. Yeah. Everything has meaning. Everything has a teaching with it. Mm. So we could sit here for weeks on end and try to learn everything. <laughs> like yeah. it's a very, um, it's a very uh, wide. Um Culture with lots of teachings about like uh like I said, everything you can think of right there's yes. always a reason for something there's always a reason, there's always a thought, there's a feeling gotcha. for everything. Yeah. yeah, like like you don't just do something just because there's always something that's gotten mm. you or, or letting you know to do it, or there's a reason why it's done a certain way, or things like that yeah
0: yeah it's yeah. almost like you get a, there's always a feedback from life towards you.
1: Yeah, right? Like yeah. A,
0: like a con- like like life is talking to you. Everything has a meaning within.
1: That's right. And everything works together, right? Like um the the in indigenous culture is very um earth, right? It's very earth and animals, mm-hmm. and, you know, the sky and the air and the water, like, you know, everything around us was was given to us by by the creator, right and everything right. is a gift and you know everything has a meaning and everything works together right like you know the animals give themselves for us so so we can eat and you know and have have clothing you know back in the day right when you wore the animal, uh-huh. all that kind of stuff and then and then it's a respect thing too right you never take more than what you you need And then you always give thanks for everything that you take. Okay. Yeah. And that's a big thing that I'm learning right now is the giving thanks for everything that you take. So like I'll give example, like a couple of weekends ago, um, we were fishing and I offered tobacco to the lake to the creator before we started fishing to give thanks for the opportunity to be able to fish to give thanks for the opportunity mm-hmm. to be out with my family you know give thanks for the opportunity to just be there right to mm. fish and then you know saying thank you to the creator for anything that we may catch
0: that's beautiful yeah yeah what does the what does the tobacco stand for
1: so um, the tobacco is actually the most sacred um, of the plants or of, of the four medicines. Ah, yes. So, so we have um, uh, traditional medicines, which is tobacco, seed, mm-hmm. uh, sweetgrass, and cedar. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so tobacco is, um, it was the first plant that the creator gave to the First Nations people. Um, and it is, uh, the main activator for, for all the plant spirits. So it, mm. allows, it, it allows, um, uh, uh, communication between us and the spirit world. And it's oh, an act cool. of gratitude and thanks when, when you offer tobacco. So, so when you take something from the earth, you want to offer the, 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 the tobacco first and say your thanks. And then. And then you take so you know when you're taking from plants or when you're taking from your garden or when you're taking fish from the lake or or when you're hunting and you're going to harvest, um,
2: yeah.
1: Or even when you're asking for help. So you know if I'm looking for some guidance or or some specific teachings, um, and I want to go to an elder and ask them to provide this 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 to me, um, the greatest honor I I can give them is giving them. Um, uh, tobacco offering
0: okay mm-hmm. that's 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 really really interesting
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah so, for sure. and part of it too is that tobacco is um one of the hardest plants to uh grow so it's rare it doesn't grow like you know you have to take care of it and it's finicky too right so then when you're offering something that takes that much time and effort to grow um it's a big deal right
0: Mhm. Yes. Does it mm-hmm. even grow nat- naturally here in, in Northern Ontario?
1: No, like- I, I, you know what? I'm not really sure. I've never seen mm. natural tobacco. The seeds must've come from some, somewhere, right? At, yeah. <laughs> at some point, like, so I grow for, for the first time this year, I grew my own tobacco. Yep. Um, mm, and nice. It took very well. Yeah, it's beautiful. And um, I grew, some sage and my sweet grass did not take. So I'm going to try again next Uh, year. Yeah. mm. Yeah.
3: Let's try again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Well, I am not a gardener by any means. I have black thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) So so my, my husband actually says that those are his medicines because he says he does most of the taking care of. I think it's more the teamwork sort of thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Teamwork is good. Teamwork is good.
1: Yeah, yeah, but but he's definitely the gardener. He has, like, a whole potato garden that he takes care of out in Murillo at his uh, open. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Mm, nice.
1: And, yeah, we call those Clement potatoes. We haven't had to buy potatoes in years.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah it must yeah. be harvest day soon, right?
1: Yes, he's actually been out a little bit. Um, he's been trying to get us to go out there, too, and help him uh, take out some of the potatoes. So he was just taking out a couple rows. mm it's a lot of work. Like gardening in itself no, is a sure. lot of work. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, no. And you have to be careful too that you, when you put the, uh, the I don't know if you use a shovel too or the, there's another one, the fork. Is it a fork, like a fork? And you, you have to be careful that you don't damage the potatoes yes.
1: too. Yes. So we, so we use, a, well, uh, when I'm there, uh, he gives me a shovel and yeah, you got to make sure you kind of get underneath the potatoes, right? So when you get underneath them, you can yeah. lift them up. And then you gotta try to get all the dirt and everything. So you gotta make sure it's dry. Yeah. You don't want to do it in the rain because then they're just muddy potatoes, and it's way harder to do it that way.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yes, I remember this. My my grandfather always had a big potato field in Germany, and yes. once a once a year we uh, had potato harvest. So that's when the kids uh, helped to get yeah. all those potatoes out. <laughs> yeah.
1: As far as I know, my my husband was doing it with his grandparents, his opa and his Oma um, for years and years and years. And then unfortunately, as you know, they got older and, and, and passed away, uh, Derek, that's my husband. He's, he's maintained it. So Ah. it's a sort of cultural thing for him. Right. And it's a nice way for him to remember his Mm. grandparents and to continue doing something that uh, to, to some people is, you know, it doesn't really mean a lot, right. It's just planting potatoes. You take some potatoes and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes, yeah, there's a little bit more meaning behind them, and then it just makes them taste so much more nicer.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. There is this connection, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And
2: yeah.
0: in, in that tradition, I totally understand that. Okay. So yeah. you, 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 um, in, in on Instagram, that there, the, the first post you have is early. Oh no, actually, like mid this year, in May, late yeah. May. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to you you elaborate a little bit how you got there and you but can you explain to us how this all came together
1: okay sure yeah so like i was saying um it was just something so for for a couple of years now i have wanted mm-hmm. um to get more connected to my culture and stuff and um i feel like like it's great that um a lot of my extended family and even my brother and stuff all were doing things that brought them closer to our, our culture. And I think it's fantastic, Mm -hmm. right? Like we had um, somebody working for NAPS and my brother was teaching culture and language. And my uncle, you know, is in the school system with, with the indigenous programs as well. And I like it's cousins and uncles and aunts and things like that. Right. And I felt like I want to do something too,
2: Mm, but
1: my, but, but my work, you know, I'm an administrative assistant. Like I, (laughs) <laughs> and I work in healthcare, so um, I slowly started trying to say, "Well, how how can I get involved? You know, with 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 the time that I already have, right? You know, working full time, kids, and all that kind of stuff. It's hard to find more extra time, right?
3: Yeah.
1: Um, so I joined um, the I'll just call it like an Indigenous sort of relations or uh, in Indigenous health uh, committee at work. Mm-hmm. And then I, them, yeah, so I was like, well, that's fantastic, right? Like I can help with the work and, you know, healthcare is very important and, and um, sometimes it's difficult for in indigenous people to get the care that they need because a lot of times there's a communication, you know, barrier and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I thought this would be a great way to start and for me to help with where I am, you know, eight hours a day.
2: And then mm-hmm.
1: so through there, I made some connections and I got asked to join a board of directors on another in indigenous group outside of work. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so this is more geared toward children. So I was like, "Well, that's fantastic." So because it's because it's very important for you know our our children to to grow up knowing their culture and trying to get it back. Yes. So this is fantastic. I thought for sure I'm going to do this. So then I met somebody through there who I was talking with about, you know, I just wanted to, I don't know, beating just, it just kind of happened. Like it's just something that I felt and I was like, well, like I'm not super creative. I can't draw. I can't color. Like, like like if you have my artwork and my kids' artwork, you can't really tell them apart. (laughs) <laughs> so Fair enough, yeah. yeah so I was like but then I was like well I think I could bead, and I would really love to give it a try and I and, and my godmother actually used to bead and uh, she would make moccasins and you know winter gloves and things like that so I was like you know maybe this is something that I could get into so I asked um uh somebody who uh I I sit with on on the board if yeah. she, um, you know, guide me in a way to like an elder, maybe so I could get because you have because there's teachings along with it as well. Right. So I wanted okay. to make it properly. So I wanted to get the teachings. I wanted to get the background and the knowledge. And she actually offered to teach it to me.
2: Yeah, so I cool.
1: fantastic. Yeah. So then cool. she came over one day in February and. um she uh, taught me the uh, basic stitch um, of, of a brick stitch, it's called, and uh, she gave me the uh, teaching. So the main teaching around um, beading is basically good vibes, right? So you don't want to be in a place of anger or, um, you know, like just bad feelings, because those feelings are going to go into what, what you're beading,
2: Mm, yeah that makes sense yeah yeah
1: yeah. so 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 that's basically the main teaching when it comes to and i and i'm sure there could be other teachings around it as well but that's what she told me so um and then so she gave me the one lesson about a basic brick stitch and then um i happened to go to another class or i went to one class where another in Indigenous gentlemen taught us another basic stitch, which is called the peyote stitch. And then I just went from there. And then I <sighs> taught my, myself the rest of it that I'm currently doing. Wow. Yeah, yeah so, so that, that started basically in February. I got my first lesson mm. in February. And then, and then somebody saw my work and asked me to make them something. And I was like, sure.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it, yeah, looks, it, was- it looks absolutely amazing. I
1: love it. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm very proud of myself because, like I said, like I can't put colors together. Like you know, I've never been a creative sort of person. So I'm like, I'm amazed at myself on you know how how much I'm in enjoying this and and the awe I feel of somebody wanting to you know, have the things that I make, like, like mm. I've never had that before. Like, it's crazy.
0: Yes. That's a good feeling, yeah. isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. It is a good feeling. And actually I had somebody once tell me like, um, I had posted a picture of something just on like a beading um, site that on, on Facebook, like, like, like a beading group. And mm. she said that looking at whatever I had made had inspired her to continue with her beading. I was Oh, like,
0: that's wonderful.
1: I couldn't, I was like, oh my God, like it just warmed my, my heart. Like it was the nicest thing someone has ever said to me. Like it was, yeah. it was really good. So it's a nice motivation to, to keep going. Right. And to try new things and to, you know, test my, my limits and, uh, what I can do.
0: Yes. And you're passing it on too, right. You're, you're educating.
1: Well, I'm trying mm-hmm. my, my girls are somewhat, um, uh, a little bit interested. My five year old wants to do a little bit more, but I'm a little nervous to give her a needle and some thread.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so how does that work? You you mentioned those two stitches. Now let's talk about the talk about the peyote stitch.
1: Okay. So, so a peyote Oh, yeah, go, on. go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, The, no, it's good. the um <laughs> so it's kind of hard to describe, right? Like so the brick stitch, sorry, I'm I'm just gonna to go to brick stitch. Uh the brick stitch looks like brick work right? So you have your first line and then you're going to place your second line of beads in the middle of your first line. Mm. Okay. Go up from there. So normally a brick stitch, you know, it gets smaller, the higher you, you go to eventually it'll come to a point. Makes sense. Yeah. And then under, so a lot of times like, like, like the fringe earring, is where like you do a brick stitch on top. So you start with like so many beads and then you'll eventually get to a point and that's where you'll put your hook. And then the bottom underneath is so you end up usually with like a triangle. Um, that's where you'll have your fringe. So like your dangly parts, you know, the part that kind of hangs and you can put like patterns right. in and that. Um And then your peyote stitch is a little bit more difficult. Mm. Only in a sense that, so when you're doing a peyote stitch, you're going to have a, your first, baseline but then when you start your second line you're going through every second bead of your baseline wow yeah so let's say you're making a lanyard so you're going to go you're you're going to do a tubular peyote stitch so that's going around something so you're going to figure out how many beads one so let's say it's nine
2: Mm. and then
1: when you start your second layer you got to connect your lines together in a circle and then you got to start going through every second bead. And then like you can, once you get a little bit good at it, you can start going um, to a double uh, uh, peyote where you would go through every two beads and then, yeah. So um, that's as far as I've gone. I can do the peyote stitch. I could do a double peyote. I could do the brick. Mm. Um, I haven't learned. Oh, go on.
0: Oh, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. Go well, ahead first.
1: So, like, there's <laughs> tons of different styles of, like, um, beading. Like, there's, like, a flat stitch, too, where you <clears> can, <throat> you know, you bead on, like, um, a, a a firmer felt. Mm-hmm. And then that's where people make, like, their moccasins with or, like, their winter gloves or their rake. Ray ah. Like, the stuff that gets worn during, like, the powwows. You'll mm-hmm. see some medallion um and those big circles are beaded on something and and it's a flat stitch so like it it's it's connected to like i said a backing of some sort and you can make earrings mm. like that you can make the medallions you can do the regalia um moccasins things like that i do not know how to do that yet but mm. I, I am hoping to learn at some point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure you, you
0: will yeah <laughs> Yeah, I have yeah, a feeling you you will know this very soon.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to. Yeah, mm. yeah. One
0: one question I had is when you when you do this peyote stitch, now you do everything by hand, obviously, right? Yes. So you have a you have a needle then, and you you have, must have really good eyes and finger coordination too, right?
1: yeah so um you need lots of light for sure because like uh depending on the size of your beads um Mm. i i tend to work in um two different beads right now i'll i'll use the seed bead which is more of a rounder bead and i use the size um tens which is a little bit of a bigger hole right so you can get a couple threads of thread through there more Mm. more ones and then as as your number of bead size goes up, like let's say you're looking at 13 seed beads, a 13 seed bead is actually a smaller bead than 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 your 10.
0: Okay. Yeah, and so then that, it's
1: it gets harder and harder, it's, harder it's, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you need different size needles. So you need to be able to know that what size needle you're using will go through the whole of your bead. Oh wow. Well, yeah, I like That's- it was funny. I, I remember when I was first trying this or like starting to learn and I was in the local bead store and I'm asking her because I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it means to have a needle. Like to me, when you're sewing something, I just use a needle, throw some thread in it, sew up a sock and there you go. Right. It's done. Yeah. But yeah, when you're working with the beads, you have to know the difference between the sizes and what size needle will go through it. And even your size of thread. Right. Mm. Yeah, so there's a lot to learn, and it can get super confusing at first, but um, but it's super interesting at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So when is it? When is when do you feel creative? When does it come to you? Is there uh, a certain time period in during the day? Or
1: time I find. Mm. Since I have started beating, I have not slept very well. <laughs> 'Cause that's all I think about.
3: <laughs> right, right. Yeah.
1: I, I feel like that's- I sound funny saying that because like it's just beating, right? Like it's just earrings, it's just mm-hmm. necklaces, it's just bracelets. But to me, um, that's all I want to do. Like yes. so during quarantine when I was working part-time. Well, I was working full time, but I was I was able to work from home because, you know, with the children being here and stuff. So I was able to, you know, work all day and then go into my beating right away at, at at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. And then I would just bead the rest of the day until, you know, it was bedtime. And then I would be thinking about the beading. And then I would wake up and I would be thinking about more beading on what I could <laughs> do. It's
2: beautiful. Do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the buying the beads, oh, so addictive.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I'm hopefully, I feel like I'm being smart enough is that I'm putting you know, I have like a beading fund. So I buy all my beads with all my beading funds. So hopefully it's not really costing, you know, we can still make the the mortgage payment. We can still make the mortgage payment. Good to go. (laughs) Yes.
0: No, I like it. I I like that. I like how, how you, you feel so connected to it. And it's, it's like, it's, it's becoming like, it's you, right. And it's, you are making this and it's like everything that, you create it's so beautiful
1: yeah, yeah it it is like i I really do feel a, a a connection with it, and I've never felt anything like that before, right, like you know I've made children before, and I obviously love my my children, right, <laughs> but um yeah, this is completely something different, um if I could, like I made jokes to my husband about quitting work and you know beating full time, and he said i wasn't allowed to do that yet. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, maybe soon. Maybe <laughs> yeah, soon. Maybe,
1: you know. yeah. maybe soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but so, um,
0: I had another one here. The um, there's a stitching hoop you did. Uh, you said you took a break from making my brother's lanyard.
1: Or oh, lanyard, making...
0: yeah. Lanyard, yeah. And then you're making a stitching hoop. So that's when you stitch around a, is it a metal frame then?
1: Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I think um, I was just practicing um, beating around like an earring hoop.
0: Oh, okay. yeah oh, that's so, an earring. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Okay, I get it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's like there's so many different styles of um, of earrings that I can make or that people make, and mm. um, like so again, like it's the same sort of stitch, though, right? So so the stitch I was using on that earring was a tubular brick stitch. So normally when I when I first started beating, I was using like more of like a like a a flat um, brick stitch. Like not flat in a sense I was beating to something. It's like a free form, right? Like but it was just flat. But that's a tubular brick stitch is where you're using that pattern but you're going around something. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was the same thing with like the uh, peyote stitch, right? Like you can do a flat peyote on on another material or you could do like a free form flat flat uh peyote um or you could peyote stitch around something as well mm. Hmm.
0: wow it's almost like endless opportunities
1: it is yeah and like sometimes oh, you don't yeah. know is that it's actually the same sort of stitch but just on something different so it like like it looks different
0: yeah mm-hmm. i i agree and what is a what is a? I, I'm not familiar with that. Maybe it's my English. The lane, lanyard. What is that?
1: Oh, a lanyard. So you know, like um, people wear them sometime around their neck, and it just holds their like uh their like name badge for like work.
3: Yeah, like keys and stuff. Ah, yeah. okay. I get it.
1: Yeah. So, so you can make those in different lengths. Lots of people like the full length ones that you wear around your neck. Um, and then some people like the smaller ones that they call them wristlets. Hmm. And mm-hmm.
2: you make
0: those too. That's beautiful. Yes,
1: I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, if I could beat around it, I will make
0: it. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> Yay, I love it. Yeah. I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. And that's the thing too, right? Like, um, like with the people, like I, I do custom orders. So, so so far, um, I haven't really been able to make anything and build like a stock of anything, right? Um, gotcha. everything I make is basically for somebody, which is great. Like, like it gives me lots of joy to 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 make this for, for somebody to create something, but um, at the same time, it would you know I have so much i ideas, but I don't have enough free time. Yeah. Hmm.
0: How do those ideas come to you?
1: Well, I, th- you know what? Um, I think it's just more like inspiration on like the things that you see. So, um, I I really like the Sleeping Giant. Right? Like it's in okay. my back. Yeah. Um me and my youngest daughter sometimes will walk uh the floodway that's behind us and we'll go out to um the mouth of superior and the sleeping giant's right there. And it's just it's like like it's just a beautiful scene to have. So um lately I've been inspired to try to do something with the sleeping giant. So I have this uh beating app where I can like draw out my uh patterns. Mm-hmm. So, no
0: way. There's an yeah. app for that.
1: Well, <laughs> there's there's <laughs> lots of apps. Yeah, yeah. So wow. There's, there's
0: always apps for
3: that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: there's apps for everything. Is apps for everything. Yeah. So um, so I found this beading app and I patterned out the sleeping giant and I wanted to do um uh like um a nighttime scene. So you know, then it's like blending the colors. So then I was looking at pictures of the sleeping giant in the nighttime and looking at like the pink and the purple and the blue. So then it's a mad it's just a matter of like making sure I have those colors and then trying to blend them together and then trying right. to, you know, get the sleeping giant to look like the sleeping giant. And mm-hmm. so and again you're and like you're just working specifically with beads, right? So you have to try to get your shape and try to get your patterns out. So I haven't beaded it yet but i'm just kind of playing around and i'm drawing it and right now i feel lots of inspiration coming from water and the sky probably because we have okay. been
2: on- makes sense
1: yeah. yeah yeah so
0: that's that's so, amazing
1: well nothing beautiful mm-hmm. than than you know a nighttime sky right like when the sun starts going down and you see oh all yeah these for sure beautiful colors like even just this morning when I was looking out the window and the sun coming up and it was so pink and it was such a nice color. Bead, oh yeah. Right. It just makes me want to go mm. and buy beads and all those colors.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah.
0: is it is there, locally, there's a good store where you, you can get them? or Like where would you find those um, supplies?
1: So there is um, a store in town that's that specifically for like beading supplies and you can get like leather there and, you know, some other sort of um, crafty items. Um, Mm. So I do the majority of my shopping there. I do uh, purchase some beads on online a little bit. Um, And I did go to Winnipeg and I and I bought some beads from um, a trading post there, which I thought was awesome.
3: Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, just things like that. But like, I personally, I like to shop local and uh, buy buy my stuff here. Plus, I like to look and touch things.
0: Right. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So, so, which? Oh, go on.
0: It's almost like when you see the color too, when you have it in your hands, it's different than if you see it on the screen a little bit too, right?
1: You know what? You never. I I find you never get. Um, Yeah, like 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 the perfect idea of what that color actually looks like. Mm. Yeah, until you have it in your hands.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just like when you when you shop for a car and you look at the colors online and say, Ah, no, my Tesla is not going to be this color. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing too,
1: right? Somebody wants, you know, like um, I have somebody who wants um their item in teal. So I, I can see teal in my mm. head, right? And I can see teal if I yeah. Google it, but it may not look like the teal in the store or like what the bead actually looks like.
0: Right. That makes, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if somebody would like to have an, a creation by, made by you, how, mm-hmm. how, would, they, how, would, they, how would that work?
1: So they just need to follow me on Instagram and they can just send me a message on Instagram. So I'm not on Facebook or anything else. Like personally mm-hmm. I am, but uh, my Ginogamakwe beads uh, right now is strictly on Instagram. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. yeah.
0: So just the message and then there you go. That's pretty much really good and straightforward.
1: Yeah. And like if, if somebody were, were to find me on Facebook too, then, then that would be fine as well. Of course.
0: mm and yeah. then if if you how does it work do people tell you specifically what they want or just the shape and you you help them to find the piece that's there or how does it or do they say i want this specifically
1: so i've been really lucky so far and um everything i've made for people has been something that i had made once before right so
2: mm.
1: my my most popular earring right now is a folded peyote earring
2: so they look it looks so nice
1: yeah it looks kind of like a leaf you know like the middle's empty and like there's just like a little outline of a. Uh, it looks like a little dangly leaf or or like you know like a little teardrop kind of
3: yeah
1: um people seem to really love that one so so then they'll just let me know they want a style like that and then i I let them know that they can pick whatever color they want. And if I don't have the color they want, then I will go get the color they want. Because again, it's just another reason to go buy more beads.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, mm. And then I got lucky one of my, a few of my orders have told me to use my own imagination. Right. So those are. Oh, really
0: I really like cool.
1: that. Yeah. Yes. So sometimes they'll say, you know, these are the colors I'm thinking, but the pattern you do, whatever comes to you and I'm doing um a double bracelet with matching earrings with another matching baby bracelet right now that that person said I could do whatever I wanted but these were the colors she wanted cool yeah. and I always feel a little bit more connected to the people who want the uh traditional colors
0: yes that makes sense
1: yeah so like 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 everything is is great and I and I appreciate anyone who's ever asked me for anything. Um, but it's just like, it's just closer, you know, to me to, to do the uh, uh, traditional stuff.
0: Yeah. I I understand. I, I I hear you. And it it totally makes sense to me. Yeah. Be- because that's, that's, that's your home, right?
1: Yeah. And I actually had someone ask me, um, because when she was picking her colors, she'd want to, get too close to something and get offensive right she don't she didn't want to offend anyone and i was like never you know what i mean like you don't need to be in indigenous to wear you know certain colors right
3: oh i gotcha okay yeah.
1: Yeah. like you know like like those are our tra- traditional colors but you know we don't own those colors right and then
3: okay yeah
1: in time right it if 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 someone who was non indigenous asked me to make them something in um, the the traditional colors in a traditional style, as long as they were an ally, you know what I mean.
3: I gotcha.
1: Yeah. And if they were, you know, appreciating the the culture, and they were, um, what other word am I looking for? Um, you Respectful, know, I guess. I yeah. Yeah. You can. You know. You can wear that. You know, it like, like, it makes me happy to see people, you know, pro promoting or, you know, giving respect or yeah, like, like to, mm-hmm. to culture, right? It's not appropriation. It's appreciation. That's what I'm looking for. Right? Oh, yeah. I
0: like that. I like that. And that was like a question I had on my mind because,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but I wasn't sure if it's okay to ask, you know, yeah. because yeah. I, I, I appreciate you letting us know that way. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. And and that's what I'm saying, too, about the beating is not just an Indigenous culture thing. Because that's, that's another thing, too, right? When when I was talking about beating with some girlfriends, another girlfriend mm. who's Japanese, uh, she said she always wanted to be, too, but she didn't, you know, she was worried that people, you know, might take it the wrong way. And I said, you know, beating, like, I'm sure that if you looked into Japanese culture, they would have some sort of beating as well. Mm-hmm. Right, it, it's yeah, more makes sense. Yeah. along the lines of being um, appreciative, right, and not taking a culture, claiming mm-hmm. it as as yours, and then profiting off it. Right, that's not right. But, oh, okay, but but wearing something that an indigenous artist or you know crafter has made, and then you know wearing that out of pride or appreciation them by by all means right uh support them like like support that artist uh support Mm -hmm. right yeah there's absolutely in my opinion there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever
0: that's beautiful yeah Mm -hmm. for
1: sure Mm -hmm. i had
0: i had another question too like nowadays the beads are uh, what material 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 are they made of
1: so you can get all you can get all different sorts, like you can get <clears> beads <throat> that are made out of wood and things like that. But right now I use glass beads.
0: Okay. And traditionally, cool. was it the same way? Like way back what, what materials were utilized? Do you know?
1: I would imagine probably same thing, rocks and things like that, right?
0: Mm, wow.
1: Yeah, like, like then... the actual beading part, like if you're using like the little beads, it probably would have been, I would imagine, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I would think yeah. what else would they use, right? Mm. hmm yeah, and then, then the things that they booted on would have been like their leather and you know the animal hide and everything that they had yes mm-hmm.
0: wow and then you they yeah. had to make them first before they could use them too right
1: yeah and and they would have used uh seen, sinew i think that's how you pronounce it right
3: Yep, sinew,
1: yeah. Yeah, so so they would have yeah. used, and like lots of times, you still actually use sin sin sinew. Sorry, to mm-hmm. um, make other things. Like if I was making a drum, right? So after you put your leather on top of your drum circle, you would be tying it up with the sinew. Same thing if you were making a rattle. Mm. Hmm. What
0: what what is it? I, I'm not familiar with that term.
1: Sinew, oh, it I is think. like the, the lining.
0: Yeah.
3: I could be wrong, but I think it's almost like uh, the muscle, or almost sometimes
0: skin. Oh, of the, the tendon as well.
3: The yeah, tenon. yeah, the tendon. Yeah, it's it's like oh,
1: yeah, it's like some sort of extremely okay. strong material. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That yeah. that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Logan, did you have any other questions?
3: I was just wondering like, if you made anything that had a story with it that you'd like to share or if it was like a, a meaning of significance that you had made.
1: Um, I have something that kind of, again, like along the lines of it just was meant to be sort of thing. So, um, mm-hmm. So I had been thinking that I wanted to up my fringe game. And I'm so inspired by so many other beaters that I follow. And to see the patterns that these people put inside of their earrings, I was like, I want to do that. I want to do something like that. But I but I didn't want to just do anything. And I wanted it to be more of a traditional thing. So I was thinking um, a dream catcher. I, I'm not sorry, um, a medicine cool. wheel. I wanted to put the medicine wheel okay. in, in something. But Mm -hmm. I hadn't had any time to like just play around and do my own thing. So it it just kind of sat in the back of my mind, right? Right. Um, I had reconnected with an old co-worker of mine on Facebook. And we had been chatting back and forth, back and forth. And then she asked me to make her daughter a traditional set of earrings. And again, she said I could do whatever I wanted. So I was like, well, this is perfect then. You know, I have someone I could Mm -hmm. do this with and, and uh, it'll go to um, an indigenous person. And I'm like, this would be fantastic. Um, So then I was working and she said, I can use whatever colors I want. So then I had made it and it was white at first, like, like the base color was white. And then I had the medicine wheel colors, which is um, the white, the yellow, the red and the black.
3: Right.
1: And it just didn't sit Right. And I was like, no, this isn't right. So I, so I showed it to her, and she's like, I think it's nice. And I was like, no, this is not what I want. So I started again, and I changed up the color, and I used a turquoise as the base color. And I changed the medicine um, wheel a little bit and stuff, and it just felt right. So then when I sent it to her, she was like, this is my daughter's favorite color. And she <laughs> nice. medicine wheel. Oh, no I that and i was like oh my god this is so meant to be because it was funny cuz i had been hoping that this girlfriend would would ask me to make her something right so mm-hmm. then when 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 she did and then it all just worked out and i was able to make the medicine wheel earrings it was it just you know it just kind of came together again so it like right. that that's probably the most sort of um inspiring sort of thing i've made so far nice mhm Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice how how it just came together.
0: I like it. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was just meant to be.
0: I think so. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. We, Logan, did you have any other questions?
1: Uh, No, I think
0: think that's it, to be honest. Okay. Then, Annette, if you're good, we would switch it over to the idioms. Okay. Mm -hmm. And who wants to go first today? I'll be honest, I'm a little behind in this one. So give me a little bit here. Yeah. I if you can... want to
3: Yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay, so do, do you guys do you guys want want me to say the English one first or the Ojibwe one first? Whatever
3: whatever you would like. It's all good. Okay.
2: Yes.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna say it in Ojibwe first. And mm-hmm. um I'm gonna just preference this with like um for anyone that else is listening. So like many other languages, there's lots of different dialects.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, so what I'm about to say um, could could be said a little bit different. Could be said, you know, with a little bit less words, with a little bit more more words. Yep. Some of the words might sound the same, but they're a little bit different. It all depends on 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 the dialect and where they're coming from, right? So this is the closest mm. that I could find in a, in Ojibwe to this area. So okay. So I'm gonna give this a go. Um, it's, this is okay. Ane. Sema, gego, we tuyan, and that means everything is through tobacco.
3: Oh wow, okay. Mm.
1: Yeah so, so so like we had said earlier, you know, tobacco is um, a very important part of our culture, and um, it's like a base, base of, of in, in indigenous culture, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
0: Could so you, uh, Annette, could you say it one more time, please? I'll
1: give it a go. Sure, no problem. It's Ane Sema Ni Gego We Wow. It's beautiful. Everything through tobacco.
0: Yeah. It's fascinating.
1: Thank you. And that's Thank my first for... time actually saying something like in a full sentence in in a <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. No problem. Okay. Uh, if, if you're okay, I would proceed to do mine. Yeah, go okay. okay. So I say it first in German. Sie hatte einen Kreislauf zusammenbruch. Which means in English, if I translate it word by word. She had a circle and together break. Circle and together break. She had a circle untogether break. And in English, oh. if I would just translate it correctly, not word yeah. by word, it would mean she fainted. Because uh, in German, they say your body um, is like a circular drive. And sometimes that circular drive breaks in its together. And that's when you faint.
1: Oh, oh Okay. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. Languages, eh? (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Because that's the one I had this time. Yeah. Interesting.
1: That's a good one, and it's funny too. Because when I my my husband um, he understands more German than he speaks, so sometimes when, when we hear something, I'll ask him to tell me what it is, and he's like, "Well, it can mean this, right? Or it can mean this." So again, it's not it's not necessarily just cut and dry
0: it's true
2: yeah
1: and then the Mm
0: -hmm. way the way you pronounce it too can mean totally something else too 100 (laughs)
2: yeah
1: yeah (laughs) there are there are even
0: words that i find in english
3: the way in which they are used in context change the meaning as well
1: yeah
0: Mm, good one
1: yeah yeah and it's funny too like in some languages you don't have certain words right like When I was my my uncle, who is basically my mentor, he's he's somebody that I'm learning from right now, and he gives me you know guidance and everything. And um, when when we were talking yesterday about the the uh, pronunciation and some of the words, um, he was saying you know like in our culture we don't have a word for death, we just have a word for um, you know we don't say goodbye. It's always we'll see you later or. Oh wow.
2: Again.
1: Because no matter if it's in this world or if it's in the spirit world, uh, we will I gotcha. again, right?
0: Yeah. Ooh, I That's like that. One. I like yeah. that.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Oh, those are good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a totally it's a totally different attitude to life, right?
1: Oh, for sure it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, so
2: uh,
0: I kind of was doing
3: some digging here and I'm gonna do a saying and I used to do a word as well and I think I'll do a word as well. Okay, Um, so the saying is, I got cold feet. Mm. Um, It's usually more commonly used in reference to like a relationship. Um, In usually, majority of the time, it's, oh, the bride got cold feet or the groom has yeah. cold feet so it means they just didn't possibly they're having apprehension to go to the altar or they didn't show up to the altar type deal so cold feet um or hesitant to do something now apparently the idiom is attributed to a 1896 novel called Maggie a Girl of the Streets um I don't know what it's about <laughs> but um it could be traced to an italian proverb as well in a comedy play that's crazy 1605 wow uh let me tell you i am not as your lambert proverb safe cold on my feet or content to part with my commodities at a cheaper rate than i'm accustomed to uh so cold on my feet I guess could be the original, huh? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, and then they also go on to say that it could refer to, uh, literal, cold feet. But I don't think that's what they're trying to mm-hmm. convey. Anyways, so yeah, cold on your feet just means apprehension, or you don't want to do it. Okay. Um, and then an interesting word in English, and I find is, is is actually kind of funny, is a word that is ship shape. Ship, ship shape. shape. Ship shape. Okay. And it doesn't it doesn't necessarily refer to ships, but it just means that everything's in order, trim and neat. Ah, oh, ship shape. It's
0: like a military yeah. term. No,
3: not that I can see. Okay. No? But it could, it honestly could have been myself. Yes. Yeah. Mm.
1: I like that one. So it's
3: from ship and shape, shapen, shapen, wrought with a definite shape. Interesting.
2: Hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: Like, is it like Dutch? Um, Is it original? It didn't say. It's not giving an origin. Okay. It just says it's been then trimmed down to shape. So the word is actually nautical in origin based on the obligation of a sailor to keep his or her quarters arranged neatly and securely due to limited space mm. on allowed to service members aboard ships and against turbulence at sea. So I guess, yeah, if they experience turbulence, like, your stuff isn't going to go flying in, in your room on the ship. Yeah. Hence, ship shape. Huh. Cool. Yeah,
1: that's really cool.
3: And again, it's English has these words that convey whole sentences. It's by, by saying, is it ship shape? It's, it's like this entirely long sentence that you could be like, is your room in good order in case we hit turbulence? And then you would just say, is it ship shape? And then that conveys that. Yeah. Or even just ship shape. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you
1: could, yeah. Like just limit the yeah. You don't want to say anything. Just ship shape. It,
3: Ship shape? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So again, I think, I think I'll find more of those, like these words that convey entire sentences or have entirely more meaning or even different meanings depending on when and where
0: they're said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Bring it on.
1: Yeah. I'm going to mention that to my oldest one. Ask her if her room is ship shape. I'm going to bring it back.
0: (laughs) Bring it back.
1: Bring (laughs) it back. Hashtag ship
0: shape. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Okay, on space news this week, First. space news, we got um, SpaceX. Just two quick topics, really quick. We have mm-hmm. the 11th SpaceX Starlink launch this year alone. What does it do? Uh, that's the Starlink, right? They send up those little satellites so they have internet service yeah. everywhere. Oh, I see what oh, you're okay. saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah I heard I heard a different word entirely. Yeah, bad. okay. So they they are they're, they're, they're almost there where they can do the first public beta test with the Starlink cool. internet service. And then meanwhile we also are going to attempt a record here for SpaceX the Falcon 9 booster. Specifically they named and this one is named Bravo 1058. This one is already launching the third time in less than 4 months since it's oh, wow. been starting to fly. Oh, that's good. So they're getting really efficient in reusing their booster rockets. Yeah. So and that way, if you, in case you don't know, they, they send a rocket up to space with something in there. And then okay. the, the lower part of the rocket lands itself on a platform or on a drone ship by itself.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And that's the, super cool. And that way they save money because they don't have to build another rocket.
1: Okay, because like before, and it could be completely wrong. did it just break off and fall out before?
0: You Right, was
3: it would fall into the sea? Yeah, and then they would have to recover it, and that recovery process was was expensive.
1: Oh, I bet for sure. Yeah, mm.
3: if they even would do that, right? Uh, well, again, these things were very expensive to make, so I believe they would
0: they try. Did? Okay. 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 And then one other article I found today that I really feel – I feel like it's connecting to what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an article I found about the blackest fish in the sea.
3: Oh. The blackest fish in the sea? Yes. they, they, deep, okay. they
0: deep, and The deep – the further you go down there, right? They have yep. like really big teeth and they can't even close their mouths anymore. Right. And then they're like people, the scientists try to take pictures of the fish, but they would just, they they would disappear when they take a picture, even with light. And the the reason why is during their time that they have been down there, there's about five different species that have mastered this. They absorb 95% of all the light that hits their skin and only... Only five percent gets reflected.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow!
0: Yeah. So now they're trying to figure out: Hey, can we utilize this, for example, in um, the device they use to observe space, deep space, in a ten- oh, What is it yeah, called? Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, they line it inside so that the light doesn't come in. I don't yeah. know the proper English there, yeah, but whatever. <laughs> no, I gotcha.
3: Oh, even there's. Uh, I think it's called a dragonfish. Mm. Um, all the other fish see on a on a spectrum, like the normal spectrum, like again, a lot of them don't even have proper eyes, or some don't yeah. even have eyes, but the dragonfish has, I believe infrared capabilities, like it's the only fish that has these little they look like patches underneath their eyes, and they glow I can't remember if it's red or blue, but the, it's a different color than the other fish, so it can actually, they're like headlights for them, they can actually see them and it's a ah. huge advantage for this fish to do that at that depth. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: You, you, you said black dragon, right? Or something? Uh, no, just dragonfish. Okay. I don't think it's a... I don't know. Hold yeah, because they, in the article, they specifically mentioned the Pacific black dragon. Black dragon.
2: It's amazing.
0: <laughs> so I thought that was pretty neat to mention, Annette, uh, yeah. because of the, the fish connection yes yes i believe this is actually the fish that has the
3: little um headlights
1: yeah well it's crazy to think about all the types of fish that are deep in the ocean like that like fish Mm -hmm. fish we've never even seen before
3: yeah another cool one is called uh, a sinophor a sinophor um they're they're organisms made up of hundreds if not hundreds of thousands of tiny organisms coming together to create one organism wow and they can be bigger than like blue whales and stuff
1: wow (laughs) yeah
3: yeah the ocean is an absolute crazy place
1: yeah
3: yeah um yeah there's animals that we keep discovering all the time because we know so little about the ocean
1: yeah or even like you see the jungle too right
3: Oh, the yeah, the rainforest.
1: Rainforest, yeah.
3: We yep. know
0: very little about the rainforest. Yeah, it's very true. That's a good okay. point, Annette.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, and that's that's pretty much all the topics I had. For that, okay.
3: um, I
0: give it over sorry. to Logan. Logan always has yeah, something too.
3: Yeah, just got a quick headline that I found pretty interesting. So they found a rare molecule in the clouds of Venus that might have a biological source. Ooh.
2: I thought that. Which is interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah,
3: it's, it's extremely interesting. Um, scientists have seen a spectral signature that is unequivocally phosphine, a gas that on Earth, as far as we know, can only be produced by decaying organic matter. Oh, or yeah. artificially in a lab. <laughs>
2: yeah. I like that
3: caveat. <laughs> so... So what the, I guess what they're saying is either there, there might be organic life on it or there's a bunch of labs up there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they estimate there's an abundance of 20 parts per billion of the gas in Venus's clouds. So basically what that means is like of a, if you can imagine there's a bunch of a billion dots in a graph
2: mm-hmm.
3: and there would be 20 of these phosphine dots in that billion. So, I mean, they're saying it's an abundance, but I see it as it's only 20 mm. in 20 a, billion. a
1: billion. Yeah, it doesn't seem yeah. high.
3: But again, um, for us to assume that there's nothing on Venus that would have any organic matter, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, the atmosphere of Venus is highly acidic, so phosphine should be, should be destroyed, oh, because it's a uh, organic, unless there was a mechanism to con- continuously produce it. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I ask yeah. a question?
3: Go for it, yeah.
1: I'm going to ask you guys a question now. Do yeah, you sure? guys think that there is life out there somewhere?
3: Well, see, when you say life...
1: Like anything, like anything... Like I there's
3: could... a... Oh, 100%. Yeah, eh? 100%. Well, I love... My favorite quote about space is that, that there are more stars, so suns, mm-hmm. in In our galaxy, than are our grains of dirt on our earth.
1: I think I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It is, it is just like the human mind can't even comprehend the size or no, it's, it's, it's way too difficult. Like we, space is so big, we can't even see it all. Yeah. Because of the light and how far our telescopes can see. So to be, to see a, like a billion billion stars and those stars might have two or three planets so you do a billion billion times two mhm and with all those planets and odds are some of them land in the goldilocks zone it's um it's very likely that there's animals yeah. or organisms like even the um tardigrades current well currently because we did it but there's currently tardigrades on the moon because we crash landed a ship with a bunch of them on there but um can basically survive in volcanoes in deep sea (laughs) areas like anywhere
1: yeah i think chances are oh sorry go on what's that i think it would be sad to think that we were the only living things out there (sighs)
3: well that's that's what it is though it's like there's two possibilities Mm -hmm. either either there is life and we aren't alone which Mm -hmm. is terrifying in itself yeah. or we are alone, and that's another terrifying prospect. Yeah, um, there there are um, algorithm like calculations. I can't. I think it's the Fermi's. Mm. Uh, I could be butchering it. I can't remember. But yeah, there there is there is a like a, an equation to basically see when we encounter life. But but again, like Stephen Hawking said it really well. He's like, the only reason we'd really find an alien civilization is that they're looking for a planet to inhabit or resources to take. And ours could be part of that, where they would just take it because their technology is so above yeah. ours. Yeah. Yeah. And again, people say, well, why hasn't aliens reached out to us? Why haven't? Well, it would be, Neil deGrasse Tyson had said, well, it'd be like, do you talk to worms? do you you go down to talk to a worm and he's like to the aliens we would be like that worm we wouldn't be able to even comprehend something mundane as they have yeah to us like technologically wise
1: yeah well yeah because if they're making it here right then they're yeah definitely
3: yes Mm -hmm. And, uh, and again I mean, you could go down the rabbit hole and be like, well, if a civilization was so advanced and they would make self-replicating robots that would colonize all these planets and they just keep self-replicating.
1: Or maybe they're smart enough <sighs> to realize that that's not, you know, maybe that's not a good plan. Yeah.
2: Yes, I like I that.
3: Mean, well, that's actually, and then, and then again, another rabbit hole is, is that could actually be an undoing of a civilization.
2: Yeah, that's of, what I mean, yeah. Of AI.
3: Yeah. So you, you program an AI to self-replicate itself to go around the sun and collect energy well what happens if the AI goes yeah let's do it throughout the entire sun blocks out the sun to the planet that this alien race is living on and then kills them off
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) Terminator it could happen
3: um yeah (laughs) you know it it, but again we we would be I wouldn't (laughs) say Terminator exactly it would be very very mundane how we would actually die. Um, There's like the bird there's the bird cage theory as well. It's like, oh, we tell AI, how can humans be healthy? How can humans uh, be the best that they can be? And the AI would look at us and be like, well, you need to be all put in cages so you can't hurt each other and you die off. And that way humans can't hurt other humans because the entire race would die off. Yeah. Like it's we we can input all this stuff to an ai but we wouldn't even be able to comprehend how the ai would be able to interpret it back to us and we wouldn't even fathom the results like that's
2: mm-hmm.
3: that's the terrifying thing about ai
1: yeah well for sure
3: it's yeah. l- it's logan's top topic
1: yeah well, <laughs> well
3: it's just interesting it's like i like i thought oh yeah it's totally terminator they're going to create robots and they'll hunt us down yeah and they'll kill us all and it's like, no, 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 no. They'll, they'll they'll use our own infrastructure against us and slowly kill us off.
1: Wasn't that kind of... I, like, I'm just going off something. Like the yeah. movie, like, I iRobot? W- wasn't that the premise of that movie that the robots were saying, well, you programmed us to keep you guys safe and the only way we can do that is by...
3: Yes. It's yeah. basically kind of like that. iRobot had a kind of other things. Like, iRobot was also kind of... um <sighs> it's oddly kind of like racist as well because the robots weren't seen as human, but yet they could mimic human emotions.
1: Oh yes. Yeah.
3: Um, and then what was it? Yes. There were like, there was robots hiding out and there, there was all these other messages within it, but yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. there's even issues right now with people and their, their Alexis's or their home, uh, players or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um people yell at them, people like swear at them because they're not well they're not quote unquote people right yeah. like there's no there's no manners that you need to use to them,
1: yeah, it's just uh, that, plug in right
3: yeah, it's just a machine, so I don't need to talk to it politely and that that could also be an issue too, yeah
1: yeah I don't have any of that in my home. I don't have an Alexa oh. or a Google home no it's yeah,
3: no, it's all good like it's like just. <laughs> i'm just saying yeah. that there have been studies about these things and it's actually kind oh, of... oh
1: and quiet. i believe it for sure or like you probably yeah. get this from people who who actually you know talk to them like like maybe they were people right like you never know like there could mm-hmm. be someone oh for sure. them, right and the thing talks yeah. back to you it's
3: yeah. true they're they're yeah. they're developing ai right now to simulate like you how we are having a conversation yeah. For for cause during before COVID there was actually a massive issue with loneliness for mm-hmm. and not, not just elderly, but it was a major issue with elderly.
1: And oh, so we're trying sure. to use it
3: like um every every technological advance comes comes with a good. Yeah. And yes, there there is a potential for it to be negative as well. It's all in which we use it. Yeah. But yeah, no, like the like AI. Um, has already proven that it has the benefits so far has outweighed its "quote unquote" scariness.
0: Yeah, makes sense. I think. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah,
3: Michael, do you have
0: anything to add to the, the AI war that will ensue? In...
3: <laughs> I
0: f- I, f- I feel like I can interrupt you when you go off. So I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm oh no, doing. No, no, like I'm just I'm just, <laughs> I'm spouting just what I've what I've heard and what no. other. Um, yeah. Scientists have talked about yeah. AI. I've. I've and, to, yeah, go ahead. Go back to the questions of Annette. You answered it, and for me, Annette, mm-hmm. it's so big in my head, like the universe, everything that is there. I, I, for me, there has to be something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't know about it, or we will never see it, but it's so big. I yeah. I cannot just. I cannot imagine it's just us, and I. Uh, that doesn't work for me,
2: yeah,
1: yeah I um, agree.
0: And then, and then yeah, just to kind of add on to that, um,
3: Michael, do you remember when I had said that the CIA had finally like issued a UFO? Yeah uh, thing? So now Japan as a country has started to document UFO encounters. Okay So again, no, see. it's just it's furthermore acknowledging that there's something going on. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not saying UFOs are real, like there is definitely a phenomenon going on where fighter pilots are up in up in the atmosphere doing their thing and they see these blips and there's unexplainable movements to these objects and they're tracking them and there's video recordings of them and then they disappear off their, their radar or off their uh, screen. Yeah, I don't know. No, it's just interesting to see where we've evolved because before it was like, oh, it's swamp gas. Mm. Yeah. or Or the pilot was, the pilot's hallucinating. He needs to be examined. Or there's, there's something else. Like, there's always another explanation. And so, the
1: plan is just doing that, just, just starting to do that now?
3: Um, yeah.
1: Do, do I feel like, is it just me or, or does it feel like they're behind that? Because, like, it feels like the states have been tracking UFOs or maybe just people. Tracking UFOs well, for
3: a long time. It's it's more people, uh, and again, the government hasn't been very forthright with that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And now it's just kind of like, hey, we're releasing this video that some of these fighter pilots had seen. Now they didn't come out and say, hey, they're UFOs. It was they have a, their own technical thing, but they're unidentified um, crafts or something like that. But they couldn't explain it, so they're like, <laughs> here, here, public, have this.
1: You know, Which, and again, I is just it just goes saw to show one of those. Me. I watched a video a while ago mm-hmm. about that exactly that about um a pilot and, and and it was like this super like it wasn't like a regular video, right? Like it would have been a video from from the plane and, and whatever surveillance mm-hmm. they have. And it was like really cool to see, but yeah, you couldn't really make out what 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 they were looking at or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And
0: and that cool. if you could go if you could go to the moon for a day yeah. and you would you would be safe. You can bring Food and we usually say burgers, but I don't, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I would be of... guaranteed a way back home, I could come back. Yes, oh, like yeah. So you
0: you spend a day there and then you come back, or okay. to, or to the bottom of the sea. Where would you go and why?
1: I would go to the bottom of the sea mm. um, because being out in space freaks me out. The idea oh, of yeah. the freaks me out. Yeah. So the sea is has a beginning and an end so i would go to the sea plus <laughs> there's a lot more to see in the sea i think a lot more fun creatures
2: sure
0: yes
1: yeah
0: i kind of i kind of thought you would say that
1: yeah yeah no no Being a fisherman <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: because uh, because <laughs> of is. the be, because of the connection yeah
1: yeah but again it might just be my fear of in uh, infinite though too like i'm ah, not okay. sometimes i get freaked out just looking at the sky like mm-hmm. like at night time it's yeah. so black and like you know it's, it's kind of like what you know logan was saying or or i don't, I don't know if it's mike like i remember about the stars right like when you look up and you see those stars and then you just see the black around the stars right that black is not just that black like that black is an infinite of black like you're seeing
3: yeah
1: nothing but that black freaks me out freaks me out yeah. <laughs> well, there was,
3: like, uh, I'll I'll stop talking after this, but there was an interesting um, picture that they had taken. Now they had said that there was an area in space that they had noticed that there was no light. Um, and they, they honed in their telescopes on it. And they said the area of space was roughly the size of a, a pen head.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And they they let the, the telescope sit there for 10 days and absorbing all light from that area. And when they were done, they found 3,000 galaxies within that area of space, even though it was just black. Yeah. Like, so it's it's fascinating to be like, oh, it's just black. But no, yeah. if you look a little more, <laughs> like, there's yeah. stuff
1: there. Yeah. Like, it just goes and goes mm-hmm. and goes. Like, I think it would be super cool, you know what I mean, like, to see Earth from from space. Like, I can't even yeah. imagine what what looking at but, at that is like but mm-hmm. i want to see that without being in space if that's at all possible
0: <laughs> no i got you yeah yeah makes yeah. sense
1: yeah
0: okay yeah. all right we are a little bit over the hour <laughs> this was a really really good episode yeah I, uh, I had a lot of fun i i appreciate annette that you will uh, Uh, Let's share so much knowledge of yours with us and the audience. Um, I find it it very fascinating and it's, it's so good to know that you, that it's out there and we
1: can learn about it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Never, never be afraid for anyone, you know, to ask questions, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. If somebody is wondering something or is worried about, you know, protocols or, you know, anything like that, it never hurts to ask. I always say that. I always tell my children that it never hurts to ask. The worst thing that's going to happen is someone's going to say, no, don't do that or no, yeah. don't say that. Right. And then and then you say, yeah. OK, thank you.
0: Yes, I like yeah.
1: that. Yeah.
0: OK. OK. Uh, with this, this is episode seventy nine. Special guest tonight, and Nat Clement. And I will let you pronounce this correctly again. Your your company there.
1: It is a beads.
0: Okay. Next time when you're on the show again, I will pronounce this correctly.
2: <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, but I, I will. Ha- I, have to, to I have
0: to. I have to. I have to practice. Perfect, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah. Thanks a for- lot
1: yeah thank uh thank you both for for your time i really appreciate it it's been uh quite the honor to to chat with you guys
0: i appreciate it thank you so much Annette have a good night everybody thank you, too. you too. Okay. Right, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. bye 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 bye